0: What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Mondi, host of Love and Logic, a podcast exploring the intersections of love and logic. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Love and Logic. Uh, Let's talk current events, man. Uh, So recently in the news, there was this big debacle about Wendy Williams and Tabitha Brown. And I thought, well, man, this would really make for a good show. Um, and it's because of not of all the, the, the news that was swarming around the two of them. I mean, we all know that America loves Tabitha Brown. I absolutely admire Tabitha Brown. So, Big Sis, if you get an opportunity to ever hear this, just know that I appreciate you and, and what you represent in the love community and in the love faith. Um, so, anyway, uh, Tabitha Brown, in response to Wendy Williams, said something that was very important, which leads us to our topic today, Love Waits. Um, and she said, uh, basically, that for 23 years, she and her husband struggled together, that they had success together and that they were broke together for a very long time. She said these things happen. And over the past few years, they actually succeeded together. And so. What I thought of in that moment was that beauty is in the struggle, bro. Beauty is in the struggle. And so as we talk about that in a very cliche way, most often we're talking about that and we're like, oh, man, we don't see it because we all know that as you're going through the trials of a struggle, it doesn't feel good. And love sometimes presents struggles too. And I don't want to suggest that love is a struggle. I'm saying that the, the the obstacles that we have to overcome to love someone as they are deserving of and as they desire to be loved can be sometimes a struggle. And so if you watch a uh, black love, like I do, I'm a huge fan of it and Tabitha and her husband were on their husband's name is chance. For those of you who don't know, um, and they talked about, you know, sometimes where they thought they were going to actually leave one another because the nature of the relationship had gotten so hard just with them being alone together. But one of the things that they agreed to do was push everybody else out And it was because they really had nobody else to turn to. They had moved from their communities of um, support and they went with one another and they decided that they were going to stick it out together. But that wasn't always the choice. Right. So there could have been something different, but they chose differently. And so I want to say thank you for um, Tab for being so, you know, transparent about the space of love that, you know, challenged you and your husband. But now what the world gets to see is the beauty of the success. And the nights that you guys argued and you fought and as Tab say that she would play it through music. You know what I'm saying? Chance said she fought dirty. And I love it, man, because this is just black love at its best. But all so it's just love at its best, man. It's just coming to see that two people can actually love one another and not like each other in the spaces of love that love is provided. Right. But it's like love wins the war. Love wins the race love endures and love is patient. So today's topic is about love waits. So, and when I thought about this man, I was like, you know, I talked about last week, you know, love restores and it's like, okay, so love restores. What does that actually mean? So I went through that, but then I thought about it. Like, you know, a restored love is a love that in which we wait for. I don't know if how many of you guys agree, but when you are waiting for something, it isn't always the best thing, right? Like when you're waiting for something, we live in a, in a world now that is very much so technologically advanced, microwavable advanced and, um, Instagrammable advanced. We receive things in seconds at the, at our, at the tips of our fingers. And so we often enter the spaces of our relationships feeling like they should be the same. And what we know, man, is that that's just not true. It's just not possible for us to always, you know, Um, receive things in split seconds. Right. And so what became very clear to me in this space was as I thought about, you know, and you guys will hear me again, Cheryl, about my relationship, my previous relationship a lot, because honestly, guys, it's my point of reference for learning. I mean, I learned from all other relationships, but this relationship particularly challenged me to learn the most, especially now that that relationship is no longer existent. I learn more probably now that it doesn't exist than I did in the space because you know when you lose something then like they say hindsight is always 2020 right retrospect always is 2020 so i'm glad for this moment but i want us to think about something man and it's just that love acts and pays close attention to acts of love that speak softly so when we talk about love weights love is a is a space that you know isn't trying to exist in spaces of dysfunction You know what I'm saying? Oftentimes when you are in, 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 in engaging with your partner and you're thinking about what you want, it is hard for you to hear the voice of your partner over the voice of your desire. And if the voice of your desire is so loudly speaking, the acts of love that are small, you know, like rubbing your back or checking the mailbox before you get home. Uh, Making sure that your car is warm before you go outside, uh, championing you at the start of a day to make sure that your day starts great. Those little things are missed if what you really want has not come to fruition. So then I really like to ask us all, man, like, how do we wait, right? How do we wait on our partners to give us what we want? Or how do we begin to focus on the things that they are doing for us absent the thing that we want most, right? Right. And so when we want it most, how do we stay present in that wait while we wait for them to, you know, come to the space where we are? That's if they can, by the way, because we're not looking to change someone. Right. We're looking for them to adapt to love us the way we desire to be loved. That's the whole thing of this love language. Right. You know, whole quality time, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, et cetera. Right. These are the things that we have to like communicate. And if we are not communicating these things, it can often be lost in the wait, especially when we've been waiting for some time. And then it's like, oh, no, man, you you're not giving me what I need. And so then you begin to seek that in other places like in friendships or family. And if you're in a monogamous relationship between two people, sometimes you begin to look outside of that relationship for comfort in the ways that you haven't gotten it. But what I want to suggest in this space, man, truly, is just to say that what we pay attention to, we become sensitive to and what we give little or no attention to, we become hardened to. So if you become so focused on the fact that your partner does not provide the very thing that you want, most it's the thing that you are most sensitive to. In other words, because that is your focus, that's where your energy has gone. So we love to say it like this in the coaching community. Where your energy goes, your focus flows. Some would say it in the reverse. Where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? So what we pay attention to, we become sensitive to. And what we give little or no attention to, we become hardened to. So if we stop giving so much attention to the things that we desire, that we focus in on the little things that our partners do do, right, that double entendre there, that we do do, right, then... We become more aware in the weight that allows us to hold while we, while, while what we desire most is being harnessed in them because love is an action, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I said this before, man, love acts. And so if we truly do believe that love acts, then we know, then it's not a matter of if our partner will deliver, it's when will they deliver? Because if they've shown us up until this point that they love us enough to, you know, Um, give us the things that we desire, give us desires of our heart, then it is true that they'll give us this too, but we have to wait on it, right? Waiting takes discipline, especially when you're talking about loving someone, because this isn't a space where we're trying to control anything, but rather we're waiting to get to a place with someone together based upon what I want, you want, we want, right? Waiting allows us to see things we need to see While waiting on what we want to see. Man, I thought that was really good when I thought about that. And I actually want to say that joint again. Waiting allows us to see the things we need to see while waiting on what we want to see. Simply said, man, I mean, you think about this. If you can focus in on the smaller things, the ways that love show you that it's improving through your partner, that is for what you want. You'll see all of the things that will allow you to hold on in that space with them to like really be present. Like, oh, man, she really like. Grabbed my shoulder as I was washing the dishes because she saw how tired I was and she was just like, babe, I'll take over the dishes for you tonight. Or you came in from work and he was like, babe, let me rub your feet. I know you had a long day. Let me just hear about your day. Or, babe, I've already gone grocery shopping. Or something even smaller, like, bae, I've already earned your fit for work in the morning. Or something even more thoughtful and yet very small, Babe, I saw your phone was about to die, I charged it for you, right? Those little acts of kindness suggest that love is still in the building and strengthen us while we wait. And then we can begin to see that some of the things that we thought we desired so much, we still desire. But maybe not as much when we look at all the small acts. Right. When we look at or when we look at or take observation of all the small things that our partners do that suggest concern, care, love, attention to detail, all these different things. We can begin to become sensitive to those things and harden to the things that, you know, we've not gotten because we place priority on those things. We place a focus on those things. We put a magnifying glass of sorts on those things. The small acts, I truly do believe, man, are what helps us to hold while we wait. I said that a moment ago, but I believe it to be true. Like, if you really think about how, you know, if you had just a little nugget of encouragement along the journey for those of us who went through school, right? You went through college and you had this moment where if you're black and you're first generation or even not first generation, right? But you're just a first, um, you're in school and you're like, hey, man, this stuff is hard, bro, like, You know, who wants to learn about, you know, um, chemistry and who wants to learn about, you know, the galaxy and how it exists. If I'm planning to become an attorney, like, why does this even matter to me? Right. But someone came along and encouraged you to see, like, how it all comes together. Just that two minute of inspiration helped you hold on to stay in the fight towards completing that degree and if you're like me man I man I was struggling I I, undergrad really was a struggle for me bro I mean it is amazing that I got out of college and a lot of people listen to how I have words now and context and how I put things together and think well I'm truly smart but I tell you man that's still a struggle for me to embrace in my mind right but is one that has allowed me through this journey of love to really begin to love on myself a little bit more and focus more on the things that I do have, which are some of the smaller things, so that I can become hardened to the area of me not feeling worthy and me not feeling smart enough, even to present content like this, to be honest with you. I'm okay with being a martyr of transparency if it'll help someone else show up in their relationship better, first with themselves and then with their partner and then with everyone else they get to love on. Now, I want to be very, very clear, man. Like I said, in this space, small acts are what help us to hold while we wait. Let's talk about the logic of it all. Logic will make you question waiting. Logic will say stuff like, is this necessary? I shouldn't have to ask for what I want. If they love me, they would just know and do, right? But that may not always be true. In this space, logic is leading and it certainly isn't balanced by love, right? Because to assume that someone knows you even as they are in love with you, as you are changing and sometimes you don't know you when you are changing is absolute insanity if you ask me. Like, what does that even mean? Scientists suggest that our bodies are shedding its layer of skin every seven years. Well, that means in my mind, that we are changing literally every day and we know factually, scientifically that we shed skin daily, which means that our biologically, our body is actually going through some sort of change. While yet it may be very small because it's not visible to the human eye, it's a change. Right. But. If that is true of a very fizzy or uh, physical change, right, then it has to be true of an emotional change. It has to be true of a mental change and perhaps at a greater rate of speed, say something more than seven years, right? Or less than seven years rather. So I really do believe, man, that if you get into this space where you allow logic to lead by having questions like, I shouldn't have to ask for what I want. If they love me and they pay a close attention to me, they should just know what I want and do it, right? That's crazy. That is crazy. And and, and not to look at I point the fingers back at you or me in this case, but you got to ask yourself for real, like, OK, I want that. Am I giving that? Right. And oh, man, this is a great break right here. So let me insert this, man, because this is something that I had to battle with while I was in relationship. Um, Because when I saw my partner not giving me what I wanted or what I had asked for. And I had asked for things like, when you do this, this does this to me, or this, that and and the third. And he would do something outside of that original ask or go back on his word. That was like my permission to go back to what I had been doing. Right now, at the time when we were together, he used to say that that was um, like retaliation and that I was kind of like vindictive. And I didn't see it as that. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, hindsight being 2020, he is right. When we look at the very definitions of what those things are, that is retaliation and it is vindictive. If you're waiting on someone else's behavior to determine how you behave. There are one or two things going on there. Either you're not emotionally mature and developed or you love this person, but you don't love yourself enough to make the changes necessary for you to change so that you can show up in the relationship and not the person that you love. Because in this relationship, there are two people. And again, for those who are exploring more options, three or four more people, it still is about you at the end of the day, bro. It's your individual, you know, road to walk and present yourself as one who loves and you're not waiting on their next, you know, downfall or whether they got it right after you said it immediately or they, it took them 17 times to get it right. That they were attempting to do it right should be the focus. Now, this isn't to just, uh, you know, this isn't to suggest that, you know, you should allow someone to take advantage of you, right? Because love does not wait to take advantage. Love is not predatory in that way. Love is quite the opposite. It's very nurturing, right? So in those spaces, if you if you allow yourself to focus on what they are doing, it'll begin to nullify and in some spaces even mute the things that you want because you may see you know what but look at all of this that they provide already perhaps my ask is a bit more than what they can provide or perhaps my ask is going to take them a little bit longer because this is a challenge ask for them i understand why i want it but this is a challenge ask for them and then you meet them in the space of your ask so that they could meet you there right because you're in a relationship together you know it's not good to you know um question why people do things the way that they do them and not the way that we want them to simply put they are them and just because someone is in relationship with you does not mean that they hold your identity right they don't always agree with everything that you say it's just that they need to be them and in a true loving relationship man you would want your partner to be who they are we're not coming in trying to change people. We're coming in to love one another. The change happens on its own because change is a result of evolution. And if we are evolving together in love together, as Tabitha Brown said together, you understand, then this is the space of love to flourish, nurture and grow. This is not a place to control. So if you want someone to respond the way that you want to, them to, this is control. And control minimizes love acts and is a trauma response to feel safe. Now, for those of you who are unaware about your trauma responses and you want to know just a little bit more about, you know, your attachment styles, I would certainly encourage you to go and see uh, the secure relationship on Instagram. It's an amazing page that I follow as well. Um, my therapist pointed me out to it as I've been in therapy for the past year and a half now. And i tell you, man, it is everything. Understanding your attachment styles is crazy. Because if you're trying to control something, I want to say it again, control minimizes love acts, the smallest to the largest of them. And it is no doubt a trauma response to feel safe, because if I can control something, I can feel safe. You know, I love you. But if you do this the way that I want you to do is exactly what we're saying. It allows me to feel safe instead of saying something like, you know, I love you. I'm not sure how to get past this. And I know I do want you to respond this way. I understand that you have to be true to you. So, like, can we talk about this some more? Do you understand where I'm coming from? I want to understand where you are coming from. Can you tell me what is the challenge in you meeting me in this space? Right. Let's talk this out. And these, that and just because I, 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 I pulled it out, uh, I pulled it out and I said it so easily, guys, does not mean that it'll come out as easy when you begin to talk about it. You may be frustrated. You may need time to walk away. You may have to say to your partner, look, I got to I got to take a break. This is a lot for me. Um, one, I've never been asked these type of questions or two. Why are you asking me these type of questions? And there may be some deflection going on as a defense mechanism. Love waits. I want to say that again, man. Love waits. And so in that space, wait for your partner, man. Don't walk away from them without having some timeline to return to the conversation build the expectation so that they are aware that you're not walking away from them but you're walking away from the conversation that you don't know how to be present in and if you're going to walk away from that conversation that you have an intended time to return right let your partner know that they're not alone and that you're not walking away from them that was one of the greatest mistakes i made um i now realize that i was with someone who needed me to stay present and so what would have been different in that space would have been that i wouldn't have walked away I would have just asked, can we halt this conversation for a moment? And then can we begin to pick up in another conversation? Because I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good in maneuvering to another conversation like nothing is happening. I don't know that that's necessarily a good or bad thing. I've spoken to my therapist about this at length. She said there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, she encouraged that, you know, I take the time to walk away and sit in silence when I'm struggling because it's about getting the, um, getting the expression out so that the feeling is matched to the intention that the partner may feel it, right? Feel what I feel because you want a partner that empathizes with you guys. I mean, you really want a partner that empathizes with you. And so I want to talk just a little bit more, man, about waiting because waiting lets you see the act giver and not just the act. When you're waiting, you know what I mean? Oftentimes we can get confused with what's given to us and just see that. It's just like gifts. Right. When you receive a gift, oftentimes you think about the gift so often, so often, especially when you want one or you want it. You think about it so often you forget the person attached to giving you the gift. But waiting really lets you see the act giver, meaning the person you love. Waiting lets you see the action of love and waiting lets you see the actor of your love. Right. And the actor of the love that is given towards you. But when if this everything is just given to you and you don't have to sit and go through some things in a relationship, I don't honestly know that it's love, man, you know, and I'm not saying that uh, love is stressful. Let me be clear. Love is easy. Love is definitely easy. Love is also changing. Right. And I'm not saying that love is changing in itself around us. Love is changing in us because what we thought we once, you know, considered a principle principle, that we held to be true, we now see that it maybe it's not so true. And our partner has to adjust to these changes as we adjust to these changes as we adjust to these ideals. You know, as we're together for one, two, three years, four, five, twenty years, etc. Right. So waiting lets us see the act giver and not just the act. And lastly, man, I just want to say this: while we do this, you know, I hope that you know, as I've shared these things with you guys, man, about my takeaways from love and what I've learned. I also hope, man, that for you guys, as you hear this, that you can rest in the wait for love. Once you are doing something, man, once you are doing a work, any work requires that you rest. And I hope that you can take a rest. If you're in a relationship right now, that's tumultuous, but you know that you love each other. Take a moment and rest with each other, like legit lay down with one another. Hold each other's hand, touch each other's toes. Look into each other's eyes and love one another. Rest in the work that is being done because it won't be perfect every day. It may not be perfect for several days. As I listen to Auntie Tab or Sister Tab, as I would say, because she's only just like two years older than me. One of the things that, you know, she talked about was her and Chance's amazing ability to connect because they decided that they were going to stay together come hell and high water. Right. And that's, that's a huge commitment. That's love at its base, but that's also love in its weight. Love in its weight says, I'm going to love you. Even when you don't get me right, I'm going to love you. Even when you don't get you right, I'm going to love you. Even when you don't get us right. And I'm going to love you. Even once you get us right. Love requires waiting. It doesn't have to look like what you thought it would to become what you want or need it to be. Love just is. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in with me today. I mean, I really appreciate you guys listening in. And um, until next time, man, love yourselves and love each other on purpose.